0: Is brought to you by the Binge Watchers Mafia. If you like what you listen here, you can subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for Binge Watchers Mafia. You can also subscribe to our blog at bingewatchersmafia.blogspot.com and follow us on Twitter at BW Mafia.
1: Hello and welcome back, everyone, to episode eight of the Game of Thrones recap episode on the Binge Watchers Mafia. My name is Frank Melafronti. Here with Ankit Singh. As always, lot to talk about. Let's get started, Ankit. Uh, let's start with Arya. Ooh. Arya went back to the actors, but for a very short time. Yeah. So I was partially right, but Or that's
0: not right at all.
1: Well, I was right that she went back there, right? That somebody was going to take care of her. I didn't think it was going to be Lady Crane, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then she died.
0: You were, okay. You, you were right maybe 10%, I'd say.
1: That- Game of Thrones is hard. It is tricky, you know. Not every one of my theories comes to pass. We'll talk about the Hound later because yeah. now this that's that's completely blown to hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't think see that happening at all now. Now we're in a, going in a completely different fucking direction. Right. But what are you going to do? So, did you like the Arya's conclusion to her story as a faceless man?
0: Here's what I'll say. One, this whole story makes no sense to me. I just don't understand it. And not from the point where I don't get the details. I just don't know why it's there, to be honest. That, but okay, I want to do a quick sidetrack. And it's weird that we're doing it so early, but I think it's worth mentioning. So I read an article a couple of maybe three weeks, not three weeks, like four days ago. And it said that Arya and the girl, the no-name girl, whatever, that she kept fighting, it basically argued that they were the same person. That's just Arya fighting herself as in one is arya stark and one is what she hopes to be
1: okay yeah
0: and the theory basically argued like they're never you know they whenever the man talks to them he only talks to one of them he never talks to both of them and like it was just one of this weird like weird game of thronesy theories right that you hear out there which i yeah didn't...
1: but that's that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard
0: that's what i said right and that's I the
1: dumbest that... thing that's like going way way too far
0: That's exactly what what I thought.
1: This isn't Fight Club. This is Game of Thrones. The
0: more I thought about it, and I was like, could that be true? Could they do that to us? And I I started thinking about all the scenes, and it wasn't at this episode when I realized that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, that guy is clearly on some form of hallucinogens while watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because he's watching this shit at a whole other level. Yeah. And it's a crazy level. Because that's ridiculous. Maybe
0: that's what it... My whole point is maybe that's what it takes to, like, nail some of these things down. Like, you really can't see it coming, and there are no clues. You're at the point, basically, where you have to make up clues.
1: That's, that's again, it's just going too far, and it's just not consistent with the narrative and, like, the way Game of Thrones works. It would just be ridiculous. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, and, like, now that we've had this, like, Hodor thing, like, it kind of seems like anything is possible. Right. Like, they can just make anything They can just pull anything they want out of their asses. Yeah. But that just seems a step too far. So, I mean, basically Arya is done. She has sort of fulfilled her – it wasn't a contract, but she's sort of done her training. She can cut a candle and then kill someone in the dark, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what else she can do. She hasn't really learned how to do any of the magic stuff that they do. But she was better than that somewhat good assassin girl. Yeah. I'm not really impressed by the by the waif at all. Like, I don't really think she's that good of a fighter.
0: Well, she, she was better than Arya. From...
1: She was better than Arya except for, I guess, you know, she rope-a-doped her into this cave, into this place where she could cut out the only light and she's better than the waif In the
0: dark. when they're both blind? Yeah.
1: Is that – yeah, it just – Arya should have come out of this where I felt like she was a badass and right. that she had learned some, like, real skills yeah. that were applicable and that when she goes off and does things now, we can be like, oh, shit, like, is going to have, like, a real effect on
0: yeah, things. she like- was supposed to become an assassin.
1: Yeah, I don't know what she's going to do. If she goes back to Westeros, is she, what's she going to do? She's not, like... She's not good enough to do anything, really.
0: She's a spy. I told you. I said this last time. She was supposed to become an assassin. She became a spy.
1: Can she climb walls? I'm sure she
0: could. I don't know. The biggest disappointment to me had nothing to do with Arya. The whole time, she's supposed to be nobody. She's supposed to be faceless. At the end, she's like, I'm Arya Stark, and I'm going to go back to Westeros. And the dude is like, oh, all right. I'm going to smile, and I'm going to be like, wow, look at that. I was like, this is stupid.
1: The writers said that Jochen just had an appreciation for Arya and her skills and her gifts, like when he says, like, a girl had many gifts. He clearly had a soft spot for Arya since right. day one. And he was willing to let things slide, I guess, because Arya brought the waif's face to him. Yeah, That's like, now we're good. And Arya knew ahead of time, like, this is what the writers were saying. And you kind of have to listen to them now because... Again, I I agree with you. I didn't think it was very clear about what the fuck happened and why she would just go there. I thought she was going to kill Jockin. I thought that made sense. Yeah. So for her to just kill the waif and then Jockin just lets her go, they, that's what they said. And so you have to listen to what they said to get an idea of what they're trying to do sometimes. And this is one of those times, which is why it's nice that we have the creators kind of do that at the end of the episode to kind of, I guess it's a. It almost ties up plot holes in a way, because this that's definitely a holy sequence. But shows should not need that. I I agree. Game of Thrones is hard because there's a lot that they're cramming in, but they've actually done a really good job this season. Yeah. Of it feels like there isn't too much left out. And this Arya thing, it's hard for them. Maybe they just. It's different than what it's going to be in the books, and they tried to fit it in in a way. And I just feel like now that it's done. It didn't really come together very well. And I feel like you're kind of in the same way. So if somebody wants to say that Arya is, you know, that they really love this Arya thing and that she found her identity, that she's always going to be Arya Stark, I feel like I knew that from the beginning, so it didn't really pay off so much. It really fell flat.
0: It just leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know? It really
1: does. Like, I just feel like we invested a lot in this shit.
0: The thing is about Arya, like, Arya was probably our second biggest investment or at least mine, right? It's a big investment and a major, major letdown. Now, it remains to be seen how much she's actually learned and like, what she's going to be able to do in Westeros. Let's just say my expectations have been cut down by a lot.
1: Yeah, she is just plummeting down my rankings of favorite characters. Yeah. Where she was probably in the top three, and now she's like probably lucky to break top ten after this year. Yeah,
0: where's the hound on your list right now?
1: Moving back up. Yeah. Moving up. I forgot how funny he
0: was. He's a funny dude.
1: Did you see that when they called back to the chicken thing from season three?
0: No, I no. don't.
1: When he said he prefers chicken? Oh. That was a nice little joke. Because that was one of the Hound's best uh, monologues when he is uh, talking to those three guys and how he's going to eat their chickens and then he kills them. It's really good.
0: I, I remember I remember vaguely like they were in a tavern and he said, yeah. he said all that stuff. With I mean, Arya. Yeah, but I don't remember the exact like lines.
1: Well, it was about chicken, so that was good. The Hound knows that he's a great fighter.
0: Yeah.
1: He's not afraid to tell people. So let's let's just say straight up that between the Hound and Cersei and Tommen's proclamation that we'll get to, I mean Clagane Bowl is just shot to hell.
0: I don't see it anymore. I saw it. I saw it last episode. I don't see it anymore.
1: They just took a nuclear bomb to that theory yeah. this week. They just completely
0: Yeah.
1: They just shot it. It's dead. Right. It's dead. There will be no Clagain Bowl. Yeah. I mean if this is this is recorded for all time now, so if it does happen, then I'm just going to be completely flabbergasted.
0: This is what you do though you you overcommit to one side all the time.
1: I can predict some things based on the clues, but sometimes they're just they're just pushing me in the wrong direction on purpose. yeah, they're trying to get me to overcommit to this stuff because they do a lot of foreshadowing, then they spin me back they, that's interesting because it would be too if the show was too predictable, it wouldn't be fun right. And this but this is one of those things, like I don't even think I've mentioned it yet on the show, and so I'll just say it now. I think Sansa might be pregnant with Ramsay's baby. I don't think I've said it on air. And basically it's just because Sansa was raped, and she said that she could still feel Ramsay inside of her, which might be like a calling to the fact that she's pregnant. It's one of those deep in the weeds theories like Clegain Bowl. I mean, I don't want Sansa to be pregnant. I wanted the hound in the mountain to fight. I thought that would have been awesome. Yeah. So are the Brotherhood Without Banners going to go north now? Or is that just their plan and then they're going to do something totally different? They're going to go north. I guess north. we have
0: no idea. Uh, they're going to they're go, go north. Yeah, they have to.
1: It would be weird for, like, if the Hound is going to meet Jon Snow and Davos and stuff. What if, yeah, stuff, like, what if very, it's the
0: same time, like, the Arya gets back to Westeros or something like that? The
1: one thing you can kind of point to is that you can say that... One of the things I've said from the beginning is that there's a... There's an idea that almost all the characters except for Daenerys started in the same place, which was Winterfell right. at the start of the show. And so it might be kind of a symmetry thing where they'll all end up back at Winterfell at the end, or at least as many as possible. But I, I don't see that happening. But the Hound was obviously at Winterfell with Joffrey. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised that Beric Dondarrion was still alive, but I guess that was also just me forgetting that he's still alive in the show. Because he's dead in the books at this point. Okay. Do you care about him? I feel like you don't even know who he is. Nobody does.
0: I don't know. I don't know and I don't care.
1: The, these Brotherhood Without Banners people, yeah. They haven't been in the show in three years. So for them to show up again... Yeah,
0: it gets really hard to keep up. That's one of the most fucked up part about Game of Thrones is that you actually have to know a lot of shit that happened a really long time ago to, be, to fully understand what's going on. It just lets you have it and hopes you understand Which is like kind of feeds the media beast that is the Game of Thrones, you know, media universe with all the articles and like the blogs and all that stuff. So,
1: yeah, if you're not paying an incredible amount of attention, you're going to miss stuff and you're going to forget stuff. I just really love it. So I do pay attention and that's
0: why I like having a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll say this, though. Even if, if you don't know, it doesn't take away a lot from the show. Like there are very obvious moments where you're supposed to be excited or petrified and vice versa, right? And yes. It doesn't take away from those moments, but it does increase your appreciation for the complexity of the show if you do know.
1: There can be, a, for me, a loss of momentum, or at least I can imagine there would be, for them to introduce characters that people didn't really have any attachment to that were in the show three years ago. And now they're going to have additional screen time with them. There's like – it's like we're starting over again with the characters. Right. And what happened before like doesn't even matter. Yeah. And at least – I think basically everybody is – I don't know. How invested are you in the Hound? Is the the Hound like a character that you always recognize and you remember everything about him?
0: I remember he's just good at killing people.
1: You remember like his backstory? Do you remember how he got his face burned? No. Okay. Well, that's – he got his face burned by his brother. It's just part of why he hates him. Yeah. Obviously, part of his character is the fact that he's ugly and people, you know, there's no way that he could ever be anonymous because everybody would recognize his his injury. Yeah. It's a very unique injury. And the fact that he's also freaking enormous. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a really, it's like a six foot five guy with a burned face. There's only one of those. Right. So he's always going to be the hound. He can't, he can never start over. And so that's why he's saying like part of his storyline is, can he ever change? Is it ever too late to come back? And Thoros didn't say the same thing, but he said something similar. So he's a character that's looking for redemption. The other thing is, does the Hound know that that there are White Walkers? H- how does how does the Brotherhood know that? No idea. They were talking about that. Th- that was one of those things where I was really confused about no because idea. they were talking about the, the 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 war to come.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like the the Red Priestess from. Uh, who's in Marine said the same thing. Yep. Now, I can understand why she would know because she has the prophecy powers, maybe. So maybe she's, like, seen a vision of the White Walkers. So does Thoros have the same power? I don't really know. But they didn't make that clear.
0: But you, if You, guys you don't have think that it power, could just be, like, one of those rumor mills kind of things where, like, people just say shit?
1: I think very, very few people, because of the fact that it's at the Wall, right. which is, like, beyond the North. Like, I don't think Ramsay... Bolton believes in the White Walkers. I don't think that the other northern houses believe in the White Walkers. Like, it's a very, very small group of people that don't think that they're a complete fairy tale. Uh-huh. And I was surprised that Thoros knew about them, but I guess I can kind of make sense. But then it seems like the Hound is a very skeptical person. So the fact that he was so willing to accept that maybe this is his new mission kind of struck me as odd. Uh, so I, I need to see what's going on. But I feel like we're, again, a little bit holy in this instance.
0: Yeah, my whole thing is I don't think the Hound really cares, right? The Hound has is like a zero to one kind of dude. He either knows what he's going to do and goes about his business or he has no fucking idea and he's going to remain lost. He knew he wanted to kill those people that killed his village or sect or whatever they called it, right? And yeah. He, and he did that. And after that, you know, he's just looking for his next kill or next mission or whatever it is. And this is that, you know, going north. That's that's his thing now. Okay.
1: I think that's a good good way to put it. So I think that's that's all I have to say about the hound. Um, he's not obviously there's gonna be more scenes with him now. Right. But uh, I'm not sure what what, also, the, what the deal is. that
0: last line about like when he was killing the dude and he was like, fuck fuck you, like, those are your last two words. And then he says, yeah,
1: cunt. You're shit at dying. He's so good at that stuff. Like, like I love when he said, "Uh, just let me take one hand. Yeah. I always love when, when characters say that, when they just really, like, torturing people. They're like, oh, just let me do one thing. You know
0: what it reminds me of? Like, yeah. it reminds me of, like, the mid-fight banter you get in, like, a Marvel movie.
1: It's a little like that. Yeah,
0: it's really hilarious. Like, it really adds to the experience. It's like Iron Man saying, I have a plan, attack, or something. Like, it's it's hilarious. I love it. Every,
1: I think uh, that might be the title for the episode, what? You're Shit at Dying. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just really funny. <laughs> All right, let's
0: All move right.
1: on. Okay, let's go to, um, let's go to Marine, because I want to save Cersei and Jamie for the end.
0: Here, Here's one thing I want to say about Marine. I could have watched that scene. With uh, them ch- telling jokes for maybe three days. Spinoff. I I could watch an entire show of them just three just telling jokes for all time. Uh, that was hilarious.
1: The sand Day? more jokes.
0: <laughs> more jokes.
1: Oh my god, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> love love the three of them. Love their <laughs> love all of their banter. Yeah. You know I love Grey Worm saying no more talking from you now. <laughs> So funny, everything was perfect. It made up for the fact that the whole story makes no sense.
0: Absolutely none, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where like only Tyrion could pull off something like that. You know what I mean?
1: Just sitting around drinking. How many times have we said that every one of Tyrion's? Well, every all Tyrion scenes are great. Yeah. But anytime Tyrion is just sitting down and drinking, you know, fasten your seatbelts. Right. Because shit's about to happen. No one else could do that.
0: No. So what What did you think of the whole attack and all that?
1: I was just, I was floored because it made, I didn't understand, weren't we missing a scene where the masters like renege on their deal or something like that? The last I, time you saw them, they were like shaking their head. They were, shaking, they were nodding their heads. At
0: first when I saw hmm. the ships, I thought it was like the guys from Westeros.
1: Yeah, I mean, but that would have been a serious teleport. Right. If that I mean, had happened.
0: Would you put it past the show? Are no.
1: No, me? absolutely not. After this Brienne thing, there's nothing that will surprise me. Right, exactly. Anymore. So
0: I thought the ships, but then I saw like the sails and I was like, oh shit, it's about to go down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like next thing you know, like Marina's getting bombed from like eight different directions.
1: Yeah, and again, I'm, that was really fast. I was like, like not even what? a scene where they like surrender now or, or we'll kill you all. No. They just start bombing them right no, away. Just,
0: this was I I couldn't believe the pace. But I'll tell you one thing. This the minute it started getting bombed and like they were in the pyramid, I was like Daenerys has to be close. I, I just had a feeling that she was gonna come back. I called it when they went outside. Well yeah. I mean that, I didn't that it was her. I didn't know but I was like it's not gonna be like, you know, the masters coming up. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Right, there's there's not about to be some big fighting scene. And what? And when she walks through the door, I was like, "This is badass." So like I saw it coming, and then I was like, "This is still badass."
1: So basically, those ships are all going to get burnt by Drogon.
0: Yeah. And where are the other two? What are they doing?
1: I man? think they come back next episode. Oh. Cool. They're flying around right now. Yeah. So I think Drogon, maybe Drogon, to go get them, or maybe they'll just get the sense that right. they should come back. But that would be great if we could get Drogon. Rhaegal and Viserion and they just burn all three of the shit all the ships the three of them
0: yeah
1: create uh Egon the Conqueror the first Targaryen king all the three dragons were only in one place at the same time it was like two big armies and they just burn the shit out of them it's called the field of fire okay maybe this will be like the bay of fire
0: (laughs) Ooh! wow look at you but again I I said this about Arya I'm gonna stick to it with Daenerys what happened with Daenerys this season Tell it's me. really,
1: really, really unclear that I like no there's been no character development at all with Daenerys. Like zero.
0: Dude, I would settle for plot development. I don't give a shit about character
1: development. She just went so quickly from no freaking clue what she's doing to yeah. like she's now she's like a superhero. Okay. And that happened in like four episodes. I mean, and it's like part of it is just that you can think about Daenerys like this: like Daenerys has like a divine, divinely structured path, and if she stays on the path, she's imbued with incredible powers. That just everything works out right for her. Yeah. Right? The unsullied thing, you know, when she makes the dragons come, um, when she hatches the eggs. As long as she stays on her road, then she can do whatever. But as soon as she leaves and make, makes a detour it's like now she's like a she's just a mortal less yeah. than a mortal she's just completely incompetent so the fact that she's back on the path now it's like now everything goes right for her again mm-hmm. that's kind of the way i'm seeing it now
0: it it does feel like every time she's uh she has a detour she comes back stronger or at least looking stronger right but she always has another detour. That's, that's my problem. Has
1: she acknowledged that being the queen of marine was a terrible idea yet? Is that coming? No. Absolutely and, not. And what was the freaking point?
0: I don't know. That's, that's the frustrating part. I don't know. Also, you know what we are going to get the answer to, which I hate, right? Yeah. Is that, is that Tyrion was wrong.
1: That's annoying right. too. I don't want Tyrion to be wrong. Right.
0: No one does, but Look he was. He was, like, he was like dead wrong. He wasn't even like close. He was a little wrong. He was like dead wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't like that at all.
0: And you know who's gonna answer for that, Tyrion? Every bad decision anyone but Daenerys makes, there's a consequence. You know what I mean? And there's 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 an explanation. There's excuses. There's a whole thing. Daenerys makes a mistake. No one says anything. It's well, all like
1: Spartacus. she is the Dragon Queen.
0: Yeah, it's like a part of some prophecy that we have to accept, like she can do no wrong.
1: The yeah. only person that can talk straight to Daenerys is Tyrion. Right. So I hope that I Tyrion hope is ready to and lay and the forth. smackdown on her. But if he's all like, "Whoa, I guess I totally played the situation wrong. So now I can't lay the smackdown on Daenerys for being terrible at her job. Yeah. He
0: it's fucked very up, confusing. Dude. He, we, we, this is like, this is a big fuck up.
1: I, I, yeah, it's just so weird. It's weird that Missande and Grey Worm were like so right. It makes yeah. no sense. Like, it's
0: really, it's really weird that Grey Worm is right. Yeah, That's uh, the, like he, he, like him being right just hurts so much of Tyrion. Like Tyrion's credibility just went down, the fucking drain.
1: I really, yeah. So why, why do that to me?
0: now, now, now we're gonna see, like. What is, th- if Tyrion isn't right, what is he useful for? He's just funny now. He, yeah. He used to be funny and right. Now yeah. he's just funny.
1: Not only right, but like, he's still going to ride a dragon, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Come on, man.
0: Is this, is this it? Is this like them trying to write out Tyrion from the show?
1: Sometimes on Game of Thrones, it feels like they just do everything wrong and they just blow up my life. And I just. <laughs> And I just don't understand what the fuck is going on. And this is this is just the epicenter of all of that. Yeah. I just don't freaking get why they do any of this stuff. And here we are. Here we are again where I'm just completely baffled. Right. Daenerys comes in to save the day after fucking everything up for three years. Now right. she's just going to come and burn the hell out of everybody.
0: And – and boom, that's the end of the season. And
1: that's it. It's done. That's it,
0: right? There's no, nothing's going to happen. Just, please season.
1: kill, just kill me. Just kill me <laughs> if that happens. I can't live. I can't even consider that's the possibility. Like,
0: and... Next season, you'll see in the trailer, we're sailing to Westeros. I'm like, fuck you, you could have done that three years
1: ago. Ugh.
0: Three years ago. Three God. years of my No, no, life. the
1: Iron Burren still have to show up first. We they'll have to deal with that up. crap.
0: They'll show up at the end of this season, and then they'll sail.
1: Are they going to show up, like, in the next episode, like, they were, They tell. They actually were able to teleport quick enough that it only took them two episodes it to might, go halfway around the fucking 10. world? Ne-
0: next episode is called, like, The Battle of the Bastards. And that's, okay. That's pretty, you know, it's pretty easy to know what that's about. So it okay. might be just one of those episodes where it's all about Jon Snow versus the Boltons. And, and it's going to be,
1: and... be, like, a half-hour sequence like we've seen in the past? Well... It's the same that... where they don't cut to a No, different... no, I, th-
0: I think it could be more than that. Like, uh, I think it could be, like, last season's, like, fight at the wall.
1: Yeah, or a hard home, Which like, was that. like
0: It was the entire episode, I thought.
1: Wow, that would be a lot for that.
0: Right? So That would be I a mean, lot
1: for one episode. I'm
0: telling you, and I'll say this again, I fully expect Sansa to die next episode. That—that I'm betting my money. Whatever odds you'll give me, I'm taking.
1: Okay, I will give you... There's no one else to, to check this, so just to me, but I think Sansa dying is... Ten to one. I'll give you ten to one odds.
0: What? I'm so you, said, you said she's pregnant. There's a whole story there. I'm
1: so, is... I'm so, so confident that she doesn't die next episode. So then
0: you should give me a three thousand to
1: one. I'm giving you ten to one odds. Ten. Ten. What better? You want? I'll give you twenty.
0: No, I want hundred and fifty. Well, what are we betting? What are we betting? I don't know. All right,
1: we'll, we'll, what? what? I'm going bet my. You, you know that my standard bet is a cup of coffee. So I'm supposed to, if Santa dies, I have to buy you 150 cups of coffee. I'm gonna buy them all at the same time, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts and I'm gonna buy ten boxes of Joe and give all them right. all to you at the same time. Say here Five. you go. All
0: right, fuck you, Santa. Sorry, dies. 25 to one. I'll settle for that.
1: Okay, and the bet is whatever, a dollar.
0: It's a cup of coffee. You I'm not buying 25 you twenty
1: five cups of coffee. I will give you twenty five dollars if Sansa dies next episode. Dope. Alright. Good. Done. Unless Glass you want gold. a box of Joe.
0: I do not want a box of Joe. But if Sansa, <laughs> but if Sansa does die, I I don't think I'll ever make a better call in my entire life.
1: You no, might, no. yeah. I don't think I can keep hosting. I might have to resign. <laughs> I think that might be it. Like the show that would the the podcast will just be over.
0: Also, this is going to turn into my uh, dangerous war- warriors betting pattern where I just bet against them and lose money. I might just keep betting on against Sansa the whole way through the show and it ends up she's, you know, the next person. She wins. That would
1: be really, really rough because let's move on to Cersei who is completely fucked now. Oh, completely God. Completely fucked.
0: And right when I got on the, you know, the bandwagon, for wow. uh, trial by combat. I, you know, I said it was the best form of, you know, problem resolution.
1: I would be super bummed if there's no more trials by combat in yeah, the show. I like also that's don't actually believe,
0: true. I also don't believe that for a fucking second.
1: That would be really, really lame. Yeah. Because those are always fun.
0: Dude. A trial by combat took my favorite Game of Thrones character.
1: Every yeah, trial by I, combat has been awesome.
0: Yeah. Literally every
1: one. So... Yeah. There's no way that that I want there to be no more. Like at least one more, which I thought would be Clegane Bowl. but right. that's fucked up. Cersei is just she has no more cards left. She that like the Mountain and Kyber, like that was her ace in the hole. Literally, those are the only people following her around now. Yeah, she is, she's got to run. I think she has to leave the city, like now. I just
0: look back on my draft, my preseason draft, and I'm just like, oh, so bad. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I have Cersei and fucking Arya. God, fuck me.
1: Dude, what a rough year for you, man. Yeah. I don't know. I have Littlefinger and Tommen. Not like I'm well, doing have, much better.
0: I have Daenerys, and she's got...
1: Yeah, you had the first pick.
0: So, yeah, but yeah, that's that sucks. But I really suck. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. So, she's not going to want to leave King's Landing because of Tommen. Like, she's going to be, like, the fierce mama bear. Right. She has to stay for Tommen. But I think she's got a GTFO. She's the she's the lady of Castle Rock. Like Jamie is in the Kingsguard, or at least was. I mean, yeah. I guess if he's not in the Kingsguard, it's, I'm not I'm not clear on if he's still a Kingsguard member or if they just sent him north. Because it would it's like the king can do whatever he wants with his Kingsguard. He can right. tell them like go command this army. Yeah, I, 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 I
0: thought that's what it was. He was a part of the Kingsguard, and now he but he's in the I guess the one of the foreign parts. As in, go do this for me.
1: Yeah, like, he can command them to, like, defend someone else. Like, he can do it, tell them to do whatever, whatever whatever he wants. But so you think he's still part of the Kingsguard? Yes. It just matters because it's, like, who is, you know, Jamie and Cersei, for now, I believe, are on the same side. So it wouldn't really matter, like, who is actually the lord or lady of Castle Rock.
0: Right. But
1: it's, like, that's at least their safe haven. Because I, unless, like, Tommen, like, actually says... You know, I'm gonna send an army after you and bring you back to, 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 the the great Sept of Baylor to face justice. Like, if she goes all the way to the Westerlands and hangs out in her impregnable castle, that's yeah. at least she'd be safe there.
0: Dude, she's not running.
1: It's weird. Yeah, she's not gonna, but she's gotta. She's in like big trouble now.
0: Well, she's like, still the mountain, good. and you can protect her from some stuff. I know. Dude, but, did you did you see those guys?
1: Oh, that was awesome. House? I love yeah. that. That was they didn't so great.
0: Any part of it? They wanted no part of it.
1: I that was. Lancel is one of the stupidest people on the show. Like yeah. just start to finish, he's always been dumb. Going back to the original episodes where Robert would always make fun of him. Yeah. The, if you remember the ble- the breastplate stretcher, that was just, way back in season one. Just the right. classic Lancel retard moment. But. uh he did. How did he think that they were gonna beat him? That even seven of them with no armor, that they were gonna beat the mountain. Yeah. I'm the guy's sure. like eight feet tall.
0: Also, he could do one of those things where he just swings his hand like forty degrees, and he takes out four of them.
1: His sword is like six feet long. <laughs> double, double, double-edged. It's a great sword. It's like a sword that most people are wielding with two hands, right. and he's got it in one hand. And he's got a shield. Like, that was always, like, one of his big things when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Now he's, like, a freaking monster zombie. You can't even kill him. I There's no can... way to kill him.
0: Yeah.
1: Completely impossible. Like, they have to burn his burn him inside his armor or something. It's, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, we're, too, we're spending too much time on this. Cersei, yeah, is fucked. Tommen is completely lost his damn mind. I mean,
0: he is just fucking...
1: Gone. What is he the deal? Why is, does he, he want Cersei gone. why does he want his mom to face justice? I, I have don't to, understand. No
0: idea. This high sparrow motherfucker, yo. Oh my god. He has powers we don't even begin to understand.
1: Yeah, the high sparrow commands you. Like he yeah. is like taking over, man. Yeah. This is serious.
0: He's he's gotta die soon.
1: I don't know. I don't think he's dying now. I thought it was gonna be like they were gonna win, you know. Now maybe we have to wait for Daenerys to kill him. Like, maybe he's going to take over the whole city.
0: Oh, God. That was like, terrible.
1: Yeah, and, like, Tommen either gets captured or killed, and then Daenerys has to come and burn them all with her dragon.
0: I have never seen, like, this, like, Cersei so fucking, you know, dead to rights. This is unbelievable.
1: And this is 100% her fault. Yeah. In every way. Completely.
0: 1,000%, yeah.
1: She deserves, for me, she deserves all this. But, yeah, but- uh
0: you're always going to think that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that brings then one of the reasons why I hate her, but there are a lot of reasons. And But one is because she's just messes with Jamie's head all the time. And yeah, I want to. You, you're talk such a for,
0: fucking homo when it comes to Jamie. It's unbelievable.
1: Jamie is such a great character, and this is a classic, classic episode. And I loved every part of this. This was the clear standout every scene with Jamie and Brienne and the blackfish and her yep. – those were maybe those are some maybe in the top hundred scenes in the history of the show. So amazing. I cannot praise them enough. And there's so many parts that I want to get into. First of all, Brienne and Jamie just totally respecting each other. Yeah. Never wanting to be on the wrong side, but Brianna's like, honor demands that we might have to fight each other. Right? <laughs>
0: right. Right.
1: Jamie giving her the sword back. Like that's a huge, that's a huge deal. First of all, like maybe there's only 10 Valyrian seal swords in the world, right. but it's just like such a big thing that it's not just for a mission. It's like, I trust you, Brienne, like I'm giving you this forever.
0: You know, you know what I found a little weird? It's obvious that Brianne has a thing for Jamie, but there might be something going the other way around. Too,
1: no, there, there's definitely something on both sides and it it's is- both under the surface
0: yeah. and they
1: don't want to deal with it. And that's part of what's great about it. Right.
0: Yeah, and you say you don't like Grey's Anatomy. This is a complete will-they-won't-they, right? There's never been a
1: will-they-won't-they on Game of Thrones. This This might be the one. This is it.
0: This is the
1: first one. And you know how much I hate will-they-won't-they. I know. But they've actually – this might be the best one that's ever been done ever, (laughs) which is why, again, just Game of Thrones would do that.
0: Do you even listen to yourself when you What's the
1: best – because there are none, because there's literally never been a good will-they-won't-they – Right. I can never think of one. I mean, you could even say that How I Met Your Mother did it right until the last episode when they just totally blew it oh, up. Oh, that was just stupid. That so was dumb. so disappointing. So, so that, just yeah. take that off the list. Friends, Scrubs. What are other ones? There's been I, I, a million, but those are the those are the three that always come to mind for me. Yeah. And they all sucked. I guess Scrubs well, is that's not one. Well, that's
0: because the answer is always they will, and it's never they won't.
1: Yeah, and also, like, I don't care. <laughs> like, there's that part. Like, literally just kill me. I don't want to see this anymore. I don't care if they get back together for the third time. Right. And then right. at the end of the season, it all falls apart. But Brian and Jamie, like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Like, that would be great. There's it's never gonna going to happen.
0: The only reason I like this will-they-won't-they they is because I really don't think it's ever going to happen.
1: In terms of who jamie like deserves like they would be so right for each other brianne and jamie you know what i mean they would be perfect everything about that is so amazing because it just makes so much sense man it's like it would just complete jamie it would complete jamie's uh like heel to face turn like now he's a good guy it would finally get Brienne like over all of her issues with men and not being attractive that she yep. would just, like, accept herself for who she is, which is a big part of Brienne's story, right? Right. For them to but, both do that would be so great. It would be amazing. I and guess. And it just ties yeah. everything up in, like, this amazing bow.
0: It would also be amazing if Brienne and the Hound got together. Right?
1: That's, yeah. There's some, I guess, technically, I don't know. There's not as much backup for that.
0: I know. I guess. But it. they also, the
1: Hound and Brienne are it's very also similar. a
0: good story there. Oh, you just have to find the one. You don't have to... You know, everyone doesn't have to like you. you just one, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, there's there's, there's definitely something to that there's as a, well.
0: There's a headline there.
1: That's possible.
0: Yeah. And they are both going to the North, so maybe I'm on to something.
1: You might be. I'm not ready to commit to that yet. Yeah. Because I still think Cersei's going to die.
0: Yeah, and I also think the guy who works for Priceline wants to bang. Rianne. You know the guy I'm talking about, the guy with the red hair. He
1: yeah. doesn't work for Priceline. We talked about this. He works for some other... I think they're like a Danish resort chain or something like that.
0: Okay, well, until you can tell me the name of the chain, I'm gonna call it Priceline. All right,
1: call it Priceline. It's easier that way. I think Tormund is gonna die, so I don't think that's.
0: I think Tormund, maybe he'll we'll die. die to in the talk same about fire with as Sansa, so that'd be dope.
1: So next, so we did we did Jamie and Brienne. Um, Jamie and Edmure. What'd you think of this scene? <sighs> I
0: just, it's one of those like I like Jamie having like some strong lines and a strong sequence. Cause he doesn't have that many of them to be honest. But I, I just thought it was like a, whatever thing, you know, it, it kind of showed Jay, it developed Jamie's characters a bit to like, Oh, where he can get shit done. He's kind of a get shit done kind of character now. But like, I, I really didn't make too much of it. I was like, this is, this is a candy crush scene. What'd you think? Wow.
1: Okay. Let me just drop some huge knowledge on you right now. So drop it. Jamie, this scene with Edmure, this is the encapsulation of everything that is Jamie Lannister and what his character is about and who he is as a person. Because Edmure just considers Jamie to be a completely evil person. Calls him evil, calls him a madman, says like how can you live with yourself? How do you go about your day? What's interesting is cuz it's about how other people see you and how you see yourself, right? Right. Because what Edmure says is if you don't see yourself as a decent person, how can you go on? But Jamie doesn't say to him why he considers himself to be a good person, but he does. Because everything that Jamie's ever done that people think is bad, he has his own justification with. But Jamie's not the kind of person that cares very much about what other people think of him. So he's not going to go out and tell the whole world that the Mad King was trying to blow up the city, so I had to kill him. Yeah, That's why he's okay with with what he did. Even if everybody else in the world thinks it was completely the wrong decision, Jaime has like an inner moral code. It might be different than other people's code. And then, so him giving out this threat to Edmure and saying, in the books it's even worse. He says, I'm going to destroy the castle, I'm going to kill all of your men, And then I'm going to kill your baby. I'm going to fling him in a catapult. This was just, I'm going to fling your baby in a catapult over the walls, which is bad enough. The threat works, but it's even worse. It's like, I'm just going to destroy everything you care about if you do not yield this castle. And Edmure thinks, wow, this guy just threatened to kill a baby. He's literally the worst person in the world. But think about it from Jamie's point of view. If he can get Edmure to believe his threat, which is what the phrase don't do when they want to kill Edmure... If he can get Edmir to believe his threat, he will go into the castle and make them yield. He just completed the siege, and there will be zero casualties in his mind. So in his mind, threatening to kill a baby is actually the right thing to do. Because even if he didn't have to follow through on the threat, the fact that Edmir believed him saved 2,000 lives, give or take, if there was an actual battle and they had to break the walls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So what do you think about that?
0: You just repeated what I said in just a longer fashion. That's all you did, right? Because what? I "Listen, it showed that Jamie has capabilities as a leader, as someone who can get stuff done." But I was, I would have been way more curious to see the other side. What if Edmure hadn't done what he done? What does Jamie do then? Does Jamie actually throw a baby over the walls? You know, you're living, you're judging someone by the result.
1: Well, the answer is yes, because he says that he, you have to follow through on a threat. Right. But it's the the fact that he succeeded is enough
0: i mean yeah i guess that that's how you judge everyone so
1: what do you think of the morality aspect that like jamie has a different he just thinks differently than other people i think he's okay with the way he is
0: listen unless you're a psychopath everyone has a code everyone good people bad people you know whatever everyone in their own right mind has justification for everything they do unless they're there's like they have a mental illness and it doesn't matter what that justification is, and it doesn't really matter if other people agree with that justification because you're the one performing the action.
1: There's not a lot of people that don't care about what other people think of them in this world.
0: I guess I guess that's true. But we're talking about someone who doesn't care, so good, that's good for him, right? But killing people and threatening to throw babies, it's still bad stuff. Just because you have some code where it says, I'm doing this for the greater good, right? Yeah. That, that That's what he's saying, essentially. I'm doing this for the greater good. That's good. Whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night, because that's all it is. That's, it's your justification. It's not the right justification. It's but in
1: justification. every case, when it comes to Jamie, like empirically, he did the right thing.
0: Right, uh, but, but that's all it is.
1: But do you do you agree that like do you agree with that opinion that Jamie does bad things that p- other people think are bad, but are actually the right thing to do? He's not like a villain. He's not saying, "Well, I'm the ends justify the means and whatever." We should.
0: My know. problems with Jamie have never been for the decisions that he's made. I just think he's a comp- he's totally bitch made, and that that's my problem with. Jamie, wow. Right. My, I agree with you. Like I don't even disagree with your opinion. I think you know what Jamie just does what's needed to be done. Right. It's just he does it too infrequently for me. I think there's too much time where he just, you know, does what Cersei tells him to. And that's what he's been to me for the longest time. And I'm not going to have respect for someone like that. But I under, I accept your point of view that he is different in the books. This is not who he is in the book.
1: No, I think in the, I'm, t- I'm saying it's not about the books. Keep watching because I think if you're not convinced yet, there's more to come. Right. But these are all very big parts of Jaime's life. Killing the Mad King, letting Tyrion go and then this thing with Edmure and Riverrun and then with Brienne when he loses his hand those are like the crucial parts of Tyrion of of Jamie's life
0: and right? it, you know you're a little hip, hypocritical here too because when Cersei says she does everything to protect her children right and Jamie's the one who said this right and Jamie and Jamie basically says I do everything to protect Cersei
1: yes
0: right so that's hypocritical
1: yeah because i don't believe that when he says that because Cersei wasn't in the city when the Mad King was going to kill everyone. And Cersei wasn't there when he saved Brienne from the bear pit, right? right. And Cersei wasn't involved when he saved Tyrion from being executed, right? He actually went against Cersei in that – In that, I think yeah. to me that was part of the threat or maybe that's just what he believes. But I think that there's more to Jaime than, than just protecting Cersei.
0: Listen, I, I wanna buy in. I do. Jamie is not a guy I will, you know, ride or die for. He's not I mean he's not Sansa for me. You know, he's not someone that I will be opposed to forever. But from what from his body of work, especially as of late, it's not it hasn't been great.
1: Alright, I'm gonna make a big statement. I'm gonna say to this point, Jamie Lannister is the number one character on Game of Thrones. He is winning <laughs> he is winning this season in a big way.
0: Oh, you're saying this season? I was about to ask you the question, because I thought that's where you were taking
1: this. That he is now this season's best character. Like I will. I am anointing him. I'm giving him the belt. Jon Snow is having a rough season.
0: Well, Jon Snow's not done yet. Jon Snow's got the.
1: We're through eight episodes. episodes. You're right. Maybe it'll change yeah. next week with Jon Snow.
0: But... Also, you cannot knock the the High Sparrow right now.
1: Yeah, but I don't like the High Sparrow, so he can't yeah, be number one if I don't like, like him.
0: you got to be a little, you know, who's done the most? Whose who's stock has risen the most? If it, you want, if Yeah,
1: uh, if you want to talk about, I mean, how much has risen you're, since you're the number IPO, number it's, stock stock, it's definitely though. Jamie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, not Jamie, the High Sparrow. But for me, in terms of overall work and in terms of what he's done this season, I just think the best character. I'm not saying, like, who's doing the best in the Game of Thrones, like who's scored the most points. It's just like character wise and like what they've accomplished. Jamie is the best. Love him. Ride or die. All right, real quick, do you want to make any predictions about next week who's gonna die? We said Sansa. Let's just go down the list. Will Ramsey die next week?
0: Oh obviously.
1: Okay, I'm I'm in the Ramsey dying camp. Will yeah. Davos die next week? Nope. Okay. Will Thor will Tormund die next week?
0: No. Will the, I, don't, I
1: think Tormund is on a chopping block. Okay. I'm worried about him. He maybe he won't die, but I'm really worried. Do you think the giant will die next week? No. Okay, I'm no. also I also think the giant is not long for this world. Well, wow,
0: you're just all for killing wobblings.
1: Right? I think the battle is has to have some consequences.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it will. And I think it'll be Sansa. Okay,
1: alright, I'm not I'm not with you, but that would definitely be a consequence. So
0: how ma no, kid, no, I, I want to think about it just for a second longer. How mad would you be if Sansa
1: actually dies? There are certain things in the show that would just break my entire world. (laughs) And I'm telling you that if Sansa dies in some stupid-ass way, if, like, if Ramsay Bolton, like, has this, like, five-minute speech and then just, like, spears Sansa, like, I will lose my shit. (laughs) Do you understand how stupid that would be? I literally, that would be the cardinal sin of this show. I'm not sure I could go on. After Santa getting raped, I seriously thought about just stop watching the show. I said, This that's the this is the stupidest thing that's ever happened. I don't care anymore. I was ready to just quit. It only lasted like a week. But if Santa actually dies, then I might be done for a long time. Thankfully I'll have a whole year to recover. There'll yeah. only be one more episode after that. But I might right. not watch the finale. You'll have to get something else to come on.
0: Yeah, it's it's kinda like <laughs> I might not. It's funny. That's exactly what I did after the Red Wedding. Yeah. Didn't I, want, I, it took it, you a whole
1: year I, to get back in.
0: Yeah. And my friends are saying, no, it does a good job of summing it up. There is nothing that could sum it up and give rhyme to that reason, a reason to that rhyme.
1: All right. Well, we're skipping Varus because I don't care. Yeah. So we're, we're done. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. This was a pretty long episode, but I had a lot to say. Uh, hope you enjoyed and uh, please Uh, Give us some comments. Please rate and review. We have three five-star reviews on iTunes. So thank you so much. I saw Kevin. I did not recognize the other uh, names on iTunes, but thank you so much for reviewing. Thanks for those of you that shared the pod on your Facebook pages. We really appreciate that. Shout-out to Mary Malfranti, my mother. Appreciate that very much. So, hey, we need more of this. We want people to start following the Binge Watchers Mafia on iTunes. Subscribing and following the blog. So thanks very much. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed.